Welcome to the MPYA podcast. MPYA is a gathering designed specifically for young adults. In this podcast, you'll hear messages from our gatherings as well as conversations that we hope will help you navigate these defining years of your life. We hope you'll join us as we explore practical ways we can follow Jesus in our everyday lives. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at North Point Young Adults and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. But with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode. What up, podcast listeners? We're back in the studio. We got Nathan here. Hello. And we've got... Uh, just kidding. We actually don't have one of the best. He's missing. Ali is not here today, which... I Don't turn off the podcast. I promise you we still have <laughs> good content to share. Uh, I know some of you are tempted because she is one of the best. Um, she has so much wisdom to share. But we unfortunately do not have Ali today. We are a two-man team, just me and Nathan, uh, because unfortunately my daughter is under the weather, mm. um, dealing with some eye stuff. It's kind of not the best. Um, so Allie's playing the mom game, uh, which she is so good at, one of the best moms ever. Um, and she's taking one for the team, not able to make the podcast. But we're still going to have a great time, right? That's right. Uh, so it's a boys' day. Uh, Nathan and I are going to try to hold down the fort, even though she is a pretty big loss. So, Nathan, uh, I have a pretty fun hypothetical question for you to okay. get us started today. I've uh, been tossing this one around with some friends, um, and uh, I've personally had some trouble deciding uh, what my answer would be. Um, but here it Let's is. Hear it. Uh, you get $1 million a year, but you have to eat six hot dogs every single day. Are you doing it? Oh, man. Yes. You are? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it didn't really take that long. Um, Wow. I think the thing is, is like six hot dogs is a lot. So if you're eating six hot dogs, which is totally fine, it's just you're not eating other stuff really. Because it's like, it's not like you have room for three meals and six hot dogs. Yeah. Somewhere in there, the hot dogs are going to like take up meals. So you're not getting a lot of variation, you know? It's right. not like you're still getting Chick-fil-A and pizza and all the good stuff. Yeah. But I would do it. I mean, a million dollars? I love side hustles. That was my that's initial— that's a side hustle. That's true. That was my initial answer as well. But over time, I've started to kind of think about it more, and I'm wondering if I actually would want to do that. Uh, I actually took the liberty of looking up the nutrition facts, um, so maybe okay. this will sway you. I also have a hot dog company named after me, you, so, that is, you know. That is very true. I can't Nathan's, say no. Man, some of the best dogs in the game. <laughs> uh, you didn't even ask, like, what size the dog had to be or anything. You're just a solid yes. I would go for Zero it. research. I mean, footlongs would, you know, that would be harder. <laughs> Six hot dogs? But I would still do it. Okay, well— just so you know, six hot dogs in one day, 42 grams of protein, 100 grams of fat. It's fine. <laughs> 10 grams of carbs. I, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of sodium in there as well. Uh, it might do some stuff to you, but I guess you're you're about it. Just hit, I respect hit it, man. the gym. I don't know. I it's a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me— I'm in ministry. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, that I, I can get there for sure. One million dollars is a lot of money. Uh, I don't think Allie, uh, answering for her, why, even though she's not here, um, since she's not here, uh, I don't think she would do it. She would be out. She would be definitely out. Um, it is a long time, though. But I feel like it also kind of depends on, are you? do you like hot dogs? Right. Some people are just so out on I that, do. but I love a hot dog. It's got to be like, I like a little crispier. Right. With some relish. Right. And to me, mustard, to me, chili. I am supplementing it with other stuff like a salad. Yeah. Like, I could just eat hot dogs and salad. <laughs> 
I'm still getting the veggies. It sounds horrible, but I would do it. <laughs> million dollars. Yeah, like that's my thing is I feel like after about a hundred days or so, I would be uh, regretting it potentially. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> uh, one year is a long time. Um, it's so, scary. Yeah, and so. I feel like the reason that I've kind of stumbled or kind of gone back and forth is because it can be tough to commit to something mm. um, for that long. Like I'd get a hundred days in and be like, can I get out of this? Right. Like, I don't know if I actually want to um, continue on with this. And I can feel like, man, because I made this de- this this decision, uh, I'm kind of stuck, um, even though I've made potentially the wrong one. Um, and this kind of gets into what I want to talk about today, which is commitment. Ooh. Yeah. Commitment. It's tough to commit. We need to talk about it, Clay. We do. I, I feel like uh, this generation, even my generation and the one coming up, I think we have struggled to want to commit to things. Yeah. Um, like, I think some people are hearing this question. They may even be stressed about thinking about that. Totally. It's like, do I want to commit an entire year to eating just hot dogs or six hot dogs to get a million dollars or whatever it is. Uh, But this is true in everything. It's jobs. It's uh, scared to make a decision. They move around churches and cities. Um, They don't stick to relationships. I think I've even heard the generations older than us talk about young adults as being flaky. Oh, totally. That we have this flakiness um, about us and it makes them worried for the future and they're constantly uh, trying to figure out like what's the future going to look like. Uh, They're discouraged by our generation or whatever that is. So, um, so yeah, I just want to kind of talk about it and get your point of view because you're still considered a young adult. I am. Um, I'm you, 25. So yeah, you're still kind of, I'm in like generation. right in the middle. Right. Uh, so my question is, do you take offense to this? Like, how have you seen this play out? Mm. Uh, would you say this is true of people your age? I take offense in some ways because I don't want to be categorized by that. Yeah. But I also totally get it. Like, I totally understand and see how people see that in us and kind of label that on us because it's just, yeah, you look around and you see it everywhere. And I think for myself, like, I do this, you know? I'm scared to commit to things. I I have a hard time deciding, like, which one to go with, you know, on a grand scale and a small scale. Yep. And so I totally get it. And I just, you know, it's like unfortunate. Yeah. But I totally see yeah. that yeah. this is where we're at, you know, and yeah. we've got to deal with it. We've got to talk about it. And ultimately for like our lives to be better and to move forward and progress, we've got to overcome a lot of that fear. Yeah, I agree. And I totally, I, I kind of think, I mean, Part of me thinks that um, culture's kind of done this to us. Mm. Like how? In that we have unlimited options nowadays. Yeah. I think the internet has come into play. I think social media has come into yeah. play. Um, dating apps have come into play. Totally. Like all of these different things that are putting so many options yeah. um, that we can kind of start to feel this um, paralysis. Totally. Um, I mean, I totally. Like I literally the other day I was at Walmart. Uh, trying to find sunscreen right, for this trip that we're going on. Yep. And I'm just trying to find sunscreen, and I'm staring at the sunscreen section for like 15 minutes. Dude. And you start, I'm like And sweating. I know all the brands yeah, in there. Exactly. I mean, I'm 25. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm just like, should it be SPF 70, yeah. 50, 100, yeah. 80, 30? 
is it pure and simple brand? Right. You know, like I just and do you want make the name decision. brand or the off brand? And then I Copper walk tone? out exactly. <laughs> I walk out of there and I'm like, I just spent 20 minutes trying to figure Bro, out what sunscreen. Exactly. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the same exact way. My personality does not want to make a choice. I want mm. to make the best choice. So totally. for me, when I am buying anything, I'm researching it to death. Yeah, it, it's almost a little bit of a flaw, uh, maybe. But I, I, there are just so many options, and there are so many knockoffs today, yeah. and so many different versions of the same thing. That now I feel like I want to make sure I'm getting the best one, the one that's going to last, the one that's durable, um, the one that is going to um, go th- for the long haul. Um, and so personally, I end up a lot of times getting the quality materials or a trusted brand, the name brand thing, just because I trust it. Yeah. Like over time, they have continued to uh, faithfully put out something that's super totally. good. Um, and I see other people using it and I see it last for a long time. Like I think it's to- Toyota is one. Yeah. People talk about all the time, like it just lasts forever. Um, but I have even felt this recently. I have been, I kind of want a new golf bag for my Big birthday. Golfer. Big golfer. Um, <laughs> And so I have been researching this thing to death. I'm like texting my brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out what is the best option. I Do I get the tour bag? Do I get the one that can stand up? Do I get one that just looks the best? Like yeah. I'm trying to figure it out, which brand title is tailor-made, all the different stuff. And I have spent so much time looking at all of these different bags. And I feel like I could honestly just pick one and it'd yeah. probably be about the same. Um, so it, it almost yeah. has just become a preference thing, but it can feel super overwhelming. So many options. Uh, yeah, I think Amazon has done this to us. Agreed. Too. You know, like That's a huge part. Back in the old days, <clears throat> we had like one department store in your city, mm-hmm. and that was it. Mm-hmm. It was like if Sears didn't have it, you weren't getting it. That's right. And then more and more stores started coming, but now with Amazon, anybody be- can become an Amazon seller yeah. in like five minutes right. and start selling stuff. Right. And so you search like Ziploc bags and there's a million results right. in five seconds. Yeah. And so then it's like, well, should I get the blue seal or the green seal? You know, it's just like yeah. so many options. Exactly. But then also yeah. I think even like you kind of touched on earlier with relationships and dating apps, yep. social media. Yep. Even like Snapchat, all of those things, um, you just have more exposure to people right. than ever before. Right. Like you can be talking to someone in Germany two minutes from now right. across the world. Yep. And used to, it was like you knew the people in your city. Right. <laughs> and you might would have like some sort of a landline or something you could call people. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're writing letters. Right. You know, or you're yeah, you're meeting people locally, <laughs> exactly, and just the things that you do. Like your circle was just way smaller. Talking about people in Germany, that makes me think. This is how people are getting catfished. <laughs> Manti Teo. Yeah. Uh, oh, good documentary on Netflix. That is a great documentary, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so if that's the case, how do we? How do you think we kind of begin to overcome it? Because um, mm. I even think about this is another example, but. I found myself even on Netflix where there are so many different shows and movies oh that I want to watch. Yes. That there have been multiple times where I've laid down, I'm just going to throw on a movie and I end up just yes. flipping through stuff for 20 or 30 minutes, not watching anything. Oh, 
my time's up. I got to go do yes. something else now. And, and now, I didn't even watch anything. Now there's HBO Max, right? Or Max and right. You know, like Disney Plus. Yeah. And just there's so many options. Exactly. Hulu. Exactly. Because I don't. Because I'm afraid I I'm gonna make the wrong choice or I'm gonna waste my time uh, if I pick the wrong choice. And it's like, honestly, even if you pick yeah. one that ends up not being that great, you might learn something from it. Yeah. Or might learn something through it. Um. So, I, yeah, what do you think? Like, where, yeah. yeah, what's our... I think the great tragedy in this mm. um, is that you just end up doing nothing. Right. You know, and, and kind of like what you're saying with the movie thing, um, I've even done that with my wife. Like, we were, it was a Friday night, you know, going to be like, we went to dinner and we're just going to watch a movie and hang out. And so we sit down to try and watch a movie. I can't make a decision. And then an hour later, all we've watched is trailers and then she's like, I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> and we didn't watch a movie, yeah. you know? And I'm like, well, that was kind of a waste of time, right? you know? But Scripture talks about this mm-hmm. with the parable of the talents. I was thinking that too, yeah. Where uh, the unwise servant was the one. He was too afraid to put his money anywhere. Right. So he just didn't do anything with it. Right. <laughs> you know? And eventually you've got to do something with what you've been given. Yeah. With our time, with our decisions, with what's accessible to us. Right. Like we've got to just commit. And go for it. Agreed. And that's how you get things done in life. Right. You know? Yeah. Because even the talents that you're talking about in the parable yeah. were an investment. That's so right. in that scenario, it's a money investment. Yeah. For us, it's a time investment a lot of totally. times. And so it's like, it's choosing how am I going to invest my time? Um, I don't want to waste it. And if we choose to just kind of sit still, paralyzed, not do anything, um, just kind of hide, yeah. then that's the person that Jesus in the parable was kind of saying they didn't really they, they didn't they do get, anything right they get criticized yeah um and so I think it's trying to figure out okay how can I invest wisely even if it's maybe not the best or it doesn't feel like the best choice or the thing that I want the most or right. I'm afraid it's gonna be um yeah it's not gonna end up where I want it to um, yeah I, I think well and that kind of gets into FOMO. Of we always think there could be something better out there. Right. And so I don't want to commit to this because something else could come along. Right. You know, I see this and I do this too with my calendar. Someone asked me like, hey, what are you doing on October 10th? And I'm like, bro, that's three months away. Yeah. I have no idea. And I look at my calendar and it's completely empty. And I'm like, um, looks like. I'm good, but I'm not completely sure. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to commit to them. Which, why? Why don't we want to do that? Something better could come yeah, along. Because right. it could be so easy to just <laughs> throw a, that on your calendar. Yes. But we have FOMO. Like, FOMO's a real thing. We yeah. don't want to miss out on the best thing. Yeah. And so we don't end up saying yes to anything. Yeah. And it was interesting. I was actually reading an article um, about this idea of FOMO and how it's actually creating a demographic issue in Japan. Mm. And I think this is true. Really, we're going to see this all across the world um, where the estimated population in Japan is predicted to drop from 127 million people currently to 88 million people by 2065. Wow. And then 51 million by 2115. And in last year in Japan, there were less than a million births for the first time recorded in history. Wow. So less than a million people were born in Japan. And so they started digging into this, like, why is this happening? What's going on? 
And the number of Japanese men planning to get married and start families have dropped from 67% to 39%. That's insane. And the number of Japanese women planning to do so has dropped from 82% to 59%. Oh, my gosh. So, and they, you know, through the research and everything, have kind of pointed this back to FOMO of we're scared to commit. Wow. And so we're not getting married. We don't want to start families because that's a commitment, you know, both marriage and starting a family and having kids. Yeah. And so now we see, like, populations dropping drastically because we have FOMO. (laughs) That's what's crazy is the the side effect is affecting the population. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, big. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But seriously, I mean, it's a problem. But I kind of want to go back to what you were saying because I've noticed this in friends too that I ask them and it kind of goes back to our conversation around loneliness too mm. where you ask somebody to do something and they're so non-committal yeah and it's like uh maybe I'll see if I can do that and then they just never really give you a response and so you're kind of waiting mm. and then you're like do I follow up because it didn't seem like they really wanted to yeah uh so I mean do you do you follow up like how do you get people should we be better at this like we're kind of talking about at, at following at up. commitment, oh, at commitment and following up. Like I think we we're talking about how the effects of it, uh, how this is kind of a generational thing that we have FOMO, um, that we're afraid to commit. How do we fix it? Like, mm. should we be better committers? Like maybe yeah. we just really do. Like yeah. there's a there's an aspect to this where it's like actually like it's the wise thing. It's prudent. To do a lot of research, right? Uh, it to is. get it right, and so that you don't make any bad mistakes. But I think you know we see so much wisdom uh, in Scripture about like you know asking um, people around you to make a wise decision, asking the Lord, you know, spending time in prayer when you're making a decision. So by no means are we like advocating for just rushing into things right. in whatever right. way. But at the same time, just like the parable of the talents, mm-hmm. like if you've been given something mm-hmm. and we've all been given our time yep, and we have choices to make on what to do with it. And if we just bury it, you know, yep. and don't do anything productive with it, don't make any decisions that are going to lead us towards progress, then we've wasted it. We've squandered it. Mm-hmm. And I think the way to overcome it is at some point we've got to evaluate what we have. You know, what's available? What's in our hands? What are the options? Mm-hmm. And pick one and just go with it. And that's going to require some sacrifice, you know. And I really think it when you boil it down, it comes down to a trust exercise mm-hmm. of trusting God that, like, you know, with the biggest things and also the smallest things yep. of God, when this was in my hands and when I made this decision, this was the best one possible yep. that I saw that followed you and followed your will. Yep. And so I'm trusting you with it. Yep. And there might be something down the road two months from now or two years from now that could pop up mm. and look like a better option, but I'm just going with it. And I'm going to go back to this moment and remember you called me to this. That's good. You know, like I think about that with a job. Yeah. You know, I was going to ask so you, many young I feel like adults. We're, yeah, I feel like we're kind of living in a the hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to ask you, what is a, where where have you seen this play out in your life? What's a specific instance that you can point to? Uh, what happened? That's good. Maybe you can tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, man, 
Let's just go with, I mean, this is kind of a typical one, but let's go with getting married. Yeah. So when I, uh, you know, started pursuing Asia, my now wife, and I reached out to her, hey, you want to go on a date, you know? And then we started, like, going on a couple dates. Then we became, like, official, you know, the whole deal. And then, you know, after some time, it was like, okay, like, where is this going? And we both had the intentions early on, like, hey, we, we're dating for marriage. Mm-hmm. And so it gets to that point of, am I going to buy a ring or not? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it just comes to that point. Yeah. And so, you know, I had to decide, like, God, is this who you're leading me to marry? Yeah. And I'd love to, I'd love some insight into that process, too. What is, when you're trying to make a big decision yeah. like that, what do you do? That's good. Um, I mean, first thing is to pray about it. Yep. But also, I want to say with that, like, I was praying about that every day because in my in my normal walk with the Lord, and it wasn't just a thing of like, oh my gosh, this decision is on the horizon, so let me start praying about it. That's good. You know? Yeah, like, like a consistent— I was praying about that from day one. Like, mm-hmm. the second that we started texting, I yeah, was praying about it. That's good. And I had the peace all along. Mm. And so it wasn't just like this, let me throw up this, like, quick— prayer to get God's blessing, it was like, no, this has been a thread for months and months now, you know? Yeah. And then also, I think a huge thing, prayer, uh, looking for peace in it, and then also community, Mm. asking people, asking my family, asking really, really important friends and trusted mentors. Yeah. Like, hey, what do you think about this? This is the direction we're headed. Yeah. And there comes a point where, like, I've got to either— Commit or not. <laughs> right. You know? And, um, yeah, it just was like all signs were pointed to yes. Yeah. And could I have sat in that moment and been like, but what if, what if, what if, like, three years down the line, I, someone else comes along mm-hmm. and, you know, blah, 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 which my wife, I, like, am obsessed with her, and she's, like, the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. But you could sit in this moment and just think, well, what if something better is coming? Mm-hmm. And at some point, I just have to trust, like, God, this is the gift that you've placed in front of me. Yep. And I don't want to waste time. Right. I don't want to miss out on the gift yep. by just not making any decisions. Yep. Um, so, that, yeah. you know. It's making me think that no matter, and maybe I, I'm saying this right now, I haven't yeah. really thought about it, but it feels like no matter what the commitment is, there's an inherent risk Totally. Attached to it. Well, I think that's the hard part about decisions is there's a a level of vulnerability. Yeah. Like you're putting yourself out there. Yep. In in a sense. Yep. You're putting something on the line. Yep. Whether it's like the biggest decision of your life or one of the most minute, smallest decisions. Yep. There's some level of risk where you're like, I'm choosing this and I'm going to say no to this. When I chose my wife, I'm saying no to roughly 4 billion other women on this planet, right. you know, and that's the risk. Right. But I was willing to make it and, yep. you know, and but we, on the other side of it, I'm so glad I did right? because I've enjoyed this gift of marriage yep. for over a year now. And I could still be sitting in the analysis paralysis stage and, you know, not have anything. <laughs> that's true. But yeah. And I, it's amazing that it, worked out for you. Right. Like it worked, turned out great. Uh, but I also think about other people where it doesn't necessarily work totally. out. And to your point about vulnerability, um, 
vulnerability means I'm giving you something that you can hurt me with. Yeah. So I might get hurt. That's good. Through this. That's good. Um, and I remember one of the hardest things for me, you kind of touched on it and we, and then I <laughs> pivoted, but going back to jobs. Yeah. I think one of the hardest things for me to choose was what job am I going to take out of college? Wow. What's my major going to be? That's big. It, it's huge. Because it, it really, it can you can get so caught up in it because it determines it, your future. It feels like that decision is so pivotal to where <laughs> you go in your life. Um, and so I remember kind of having this analysis paralysis, yeah. like trying to figure out, okay, if I do this major, it's going to lead me here. And then these are the next steps of my life. And I'm trying to plan out my entire life um, in that moment, um, which is really a control thing also. I'm oh, trying totally. to control as much as I can. I'm trying to control my future, to your point, not trusting God, not being open-handed with what he wants to do. Uh, I'm trying to kind of figure it out on my own. Yeah. Um, but I remember, so I did economics. I kind of landed on that, just committed to it. Um, and it didn't necessarily, it wasn't my favorite. Uh, I loved thinking about economics. I love uh, talking about it and theorizing around it. But when it got into the math stuff, I was uh, regretting that decision a little bit. Um, but <laughs> at the time me. I was like, I'm going to go to law school. Yeah. And this is a great thing for that. Um, and eventually I didn't do that either. Uh, I didn't make that full on commitment. Yeah. Um, and so I'm trying to figure out what am I going to do with my life? What job am I going to take? And so I ended up taking one that uh, I had kind of had some experience in. Um, and I immediately knew from the get go that I did not like it. Yeah. And I had some different options in the moment uh, that I could have chosen. And I picked this one. And now I kind of hate my life. And it is brutal. Uh, it feels like a mistake. It feels like I want to go back and redo. Uh, I want to go change some things. Um, but in that moment, I just kind of had to stick with it. Yeah. Because I needed. I had made a commitment, and I didn't have any other options at that point. Mm. Um, and in the moment, that is so difficult. In the moment, it's so hard to be uh, content. I just want to leave. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but at the time, I, and I'm trying to figure out, is this ever going to get better? Yeah. I remember feeling so anxious and it was such a grind and um, feeling like, man, I had made the wrong decision. Um, yeah. I think too, like people, we put too much pressure on ourselves. Yeah. Like we think this decision right here, whatever it is, is going to affect like my entire life, right. which in some ways it does. You know, that's like the great mystery of the story that God is writing with our life. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's a control thing. And we think like, oh my gosh, I could mess up God's will for my life right here. Right. If I say yes or no to this thing. Yeah. And ultimately, like, I think it goes back to God cares way more about who we're becoming than what we're doing. That's good. And so whether we decide to be a lawyer or a bank teller or a painter or a pastor or whatever, an accountant, he cares about who you're becoming mm -hmm. rather than where you're getting your paycheck or what you're doing or what your, you know, profession is. And, you know, we think the grass is greener on the other side. Like, that's a common thing. Mm -hmm. But truly, like, the grass is greener where you water it. That's good. You know, and I think about the Eugene uh, Peterson quote. Yep. Long obedience in the same direction. Mm -hmm. That's faithfulness. Yep. That's how you make an impact. Right. That's how you impact people and make the greatest impact. Right. Long obedience in the same direction. Yeah. And going back to what you said earlier, too, it's it, it almost means that we're working under this belief that 
God can't use what we choose. Mm, that's good. That if we make the wrong decision or t- t- what seems like the wrong decision to us, that God can't use it or change it wow. or make whatever so he good. wants to happen, happen. Yeah. And so we feel like it's up to us and that we've got that's to make so it good. perfect. Um, yeah. And so, and, and looking back, what's so interesting too is uh, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But I look back on that season of life and I was trying, I, I got so much time. Like I can begin to, I can focus on the negatives or I can kind of focus on the things that I can do in that season of life. So I knew in that job, at least, it was literally just a nine to five. Yeah. It was, I go in, I'm in front of a computer screen all day, maybe taking some phone calls. Um, it was pretty boring, which is why I didn't love it. Um, but it was a very consistent schedule, which meant I could spend so much time outside of that job uh, pouring into other people or getting involved in a local church and yeah. serving other people. Like, And I spent a lot of time, too, um, thinking about what I did want to eventually do. And it was kind of giving me an opportunity to figure out in my job, okay, I know that I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. I don't I know that I uh, don't like these aspects of work. And so slowly but surely, even in something that feels like a mistake, I'm learning through it. I'm learning what I actually do want. I'm learning yeah. what I don't like. Yeah. Um and sometimes the only way to figure that stuff out is to commit. That's right. Yeah. And you know, like God never wastes anything. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think that's such a freeing thought yeah. for us. Yeah. That as we think about this idea of commitment and FOMO and, you know, we're Gen Z millennials, we're flaky, we we commit and then don't commit, you know, all of that. It's just like God doesn't waste a second of it, you know, and I look back at my life and the decisions that have gotten me to where I am, you know, could I have changed some? Would I change some? Maybe. But I look back at my life and I'm like, I wouldn't change anything Mm -hmm. because of what God's done and how he's woven like his story in through all of it. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful when you look back at it. Agreed. You know? Yeah. Um, And I think we, like I said, you just learn so much through it. And I think you are, uh, there's even an aspect of sanctification, which I kind of touched on in the marriage message a couple weeks ago or a week ago. But there is... Yeah, there's this aspect of when I'm doing something hard, I'm actually getting better. Right. And that's just that's a good. truth that's good. in life. Yeah. That if it's difficult, if it's challenging, I'm most likely going to grow through it and I'm going to learn uh, new things about myself. Yeah. Uh, I even think about, and it's probably even potentially making me more godly. Yeah. I even think about in the job situation, one big thing that I know that I took from that is learning contentment. Yeah. That... Um, I, I, everyone likes to talk about Philippians 4.13, like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But in context, that verse is really around contentment Mm. that we have to learn to be content in the good times and the bad times. And so when, even in a job that I really did not enjoy, I was learning how to be content in the bad times. Um, and so I, and I feel like my relationship with God at that time was great. Totally. Because in the suffering, I was having to lean on him so so much more. Yeah. uh, And trust him so much more. Yeah. Uh, And so I think there are these aspects of, we can be so fearful of commitment, but man, just trust that you're going to learn and grow through it. And you're going to be better off when you commit to something versus just bouncing around to different things. So kind of wrapping up here, I'm a young adult, you know, say I'm like, 
23. Yep. I am trying to figure out what's my next step. I've got like these job opportunities in front of me. Mm. I could either stay in Atlanta or move to Chattanooga. Yep. What do I do? What are some <laughs> handles, you know, that I could walk away and be like, okay, this, this, this. Yeah. I mean, and you're saying, and both options are good. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think we end up talking about this a lot. I feel like in advising young adults and, um, what's the best decision to make and helping them choose between a couple options. Yeah. If they're both good options and there's, uh, you feel like they're going to be solid, totally. um, that there's nothing inherently wrong mm. with either one, uh, then I feel like God kind of gives you the choice. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's really just picking one and yeah. running with it. Yeah. And, and I think if you pick one, don't immediately uh, turn back yeah. or be That's like, I, I'm there for a month and then I made the wrong decision and I'm going back. Yeah. I think pick one and stick with it for at least a year. Right. And see, just see what happens, how, what you learn through it. I mean, try to meet some people if you're moving to Chattanooga and you don't know anyone there. Yeah. Um, again, you're going to learn so much through it and you're going to even like learn how to make friends. Yeah. I, I think too, just kind of wrapping up, a great question to ask that we don't ask oftentimes, you know, obviously we want to ask like, you know, our mentors, our families, our friends, is this wise? Does this make yeah. sense on paper? All this stuff. Yeah. But another great question to ask, because something could pass all of that. And then it comes to where can I make the biggest kingdom impact? That's good. You know, yeah. like both of them could be amazing yeah. financially and you've, you know, all this stuff. But then it might come down to like, where can God use me most? That's actually, that is so good because if we are living on mission yeah. for something bigger than ourselves, yeah. then we are going to be much more likely to stick it out yeah. and stick with a commitment. That's right. So what is your North Star? I think a big aspect of this is that's so true. Pick something um, that you're living for outside of yourself. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that'll help you stick with your commitment. But Commit. Uh, yeah. So great. Yeah. That was a great podcast, even though we didn't have, yeah. uh, I know we miss you, Allie. We do. <laughs> what would she have said to all of this? Oh man. She would have had such good insight. Yeah. Way better than ours. WWAS. <laughs> what would Allie say? We'll find out next time. Yeah. She'll, she'll <laughs> catch us all up, but good stuff. Great podcast. Can't wait for next time. We'll see you. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the NPYA podcast. To learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at North Point Young Adults or head to our website, northpoint.org slash youngadults. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss one. See y'all next time.